0: Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. I'm Dr. Bill Kanaski here today. Happy to have Doug Marcello. Doug, how are things going up in Pennsylvania? You're in one of the more uh, controversial areas. It sounds like. Yeah, it.
1: Uh, you know, th- things are overall going well. Uh, there is, uh, you know, a, a different type of approach by different people. Uh, a lot of pushback to what the governor's doing. Uh, and a lot of public officials, law enforcement, and uh, public officials who are uh, t- taking opposing view and not following what the governor's doing. So, got the cross section.
0: Yeah. So Doug, you're in the trucking industry, you're a trial attorney. Can you can you give us a little background about your professional career and, and, and how you got into trucking litigation?
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, Bill, uh, we're based in Carlisle, Pennsylvania Trucking Center. Our firm, which is, uh, we opened 15 years ago, focuses on trucking litigation. Uh, I've had cases in 35 states now. Uh, So I get around the country, very active in trucking organizations, such as the ATA, I'm on the board of the Pennsylvania Motor Truck, as well as the national trucking uh, attorney organizations, TIDA, transportation attorneys, those type of things.
0: That's excellent. And it's funny because uh, as, as I was waiting to start this podcast, I have my TV uh, on the background uh, in mute. And uh, Prudential did a commercial and it says, you know, we support our heroes during this pandemic. And they show a doctor and they show a nurse. Uh, they did not show a truck driver. Yeah. Been some, But there have been some, some good feel-good moments lately in the press and some, maybe some of the most positive uh, PR that we've seen for the trucking industry. With these organizations that you belong to, have there been discussions on how to maybe capitalize on this going forward, and so it's not just a blip on the radar, and you can get some long-term positive benefit out of this?
1: Uh, limited, and I, and I think we need to do more, because yeah. uh, American Trucking Association does an excellent job in terms of the branding, uh, bringing it home, but... Uh, until you see something like the conditions we have now, it really doesn't hit home with the emphasis that you know, trucking is the lifeblood of America, and it is a vital component to why things get to the supermarket.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I work a lot in the trucking industry as well as a litigation and jury consultant, and we've seen over the years, yeah, unfortunately, there's kind of this baseline negativity uh, from jurors uh, relating to the trucking uh, industry and uh, it would be great to change that, um, and hopefully, you know, somehow. Uh, and I think it needs to be industry wide. I mean, I think probably you're going to see maybe company by company trying to get the feel good message out there. But hopefully, industry can come together uh, to do that. C- can you comment about? Because one of the challenges I have in trucking litigation, maybe the number one challenge. <laughs> is prepping these witnesses for both deposition and trial, particularly truck drivers. Can you talk about your experiences and, and, and some of the barriers that you face when, when, when trying to prepare these people and get them on board for testimony?
1: Yeah, you know, and probably like you experienced, Bill, the first thing I do is ask them if they have any questions yeah. because I have learned over 35 years I can't fill a full glass. Yeah. And I, I let that get it out of them because their mind's focused on it. Then we go through and take them from, you know, I said, look, if nothing else, we tell, you know, first thing in rule is tell the truth. You know, I, I can deal with a bad truth. I can't deal with a good lie. Uh, and we go forward from there. And then it's a matter of reviewing with them, among other things, and not taking for granted that they know the trucking regulations. Because a lot of the folks for a number of years through different permeations, we just got a new hours of service rule yesterday. Oh wow. uh, It changed to a slight degree, but four elements mainly. Uh, but to go through and then to review the process with them so they know that. The, the biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges I have to them is to ask them, say, look, I, I haven't seen where you've given a written recorded statement at any time. Mm-hmm. Am I mistaken? I'm saying no, not at all. I can't tell you how many times then the driver gets in the deposition and says he gave a recorded written statement. Wow not, not accurate but but, and I say to them afterwards, "Where'd that come from? <laughs> well, they know i'm sure they or they usually do that well, yeah, so that's the type of things to overcome on that and and I'll do it you know now multiple times and still every once in a while, someone will say that they've done so when it when it never happened, just on the assumption
0: yeah, uh, another challenge that i I know we've all faced uh the topic of nuclear verdicts. And another, a subtopic, which, again, no one talks about this, uh, nuclear settlements. I think a lot of those are happening. Um, The trucking industry um, has really, really just been uh, clobbered, is the word I use, by nuclear verdicts, uh, well publicized, uh, particularly by the... The reptile folks uh, coming after the trucking industry again in your organizational meetings and internally at your law firm is there been a lot of discussion on oh boy you know this is kind of getting out of control we may need to do some things differently to avoid these types of just horrendous verdicts.
1: Yeah, and, and I think uh, it's a combination of things on that, Bill. Uh, in terms of organizations, yes. Uh, I'm on the uh, advisory council for ATRI, American Trucking Research Institute. Uh, one of the studies that uh, should be coming out shortly is their study on nuclear verdicts and some of the background on it. Uh, it has been a topic at a lot of the meetings and organization uh, presentations as well. But one of the things, you know, uh, one of the most successful basketball coaches was John Wood. And every year he would start, no matter how many stars his recruits had, he would start with the fundamentals. Yep. And even had a lecture on how to put your socks on to avoid blisters every year. And, and then- I think, Bill, you know, it's uh, the nuclear verdicts start with a failure to follow the fundamentals. Yep. And, I, and I think in some of your writings and, and uh, your co-authors, you know, you start with the McDonald's verdict. And when you look at the fundamentals, it becomes understandable and it's not just a spilt cup of coffee that someone was surprised to be hurt. Uh, there's a lot of other things that went into that and I think you do well in your writings to point
0: that out. Thank you. We're, we're, we are trying our best. Another topic that's come up recently in our in our podcast is, um, is something that's really evolved in your industry over the last 20 years is the use of technology, which I see as a double edged sword. I, I, I think it's obviously, you know, GPS. Um, the use of uh, you know, meteorology, uh, the in the uh, the cameras, the the dash cameras, things like that, that's been a, a huge help to the industry. However, in litigation, <laughs> uh, obviously sometimes this can can work against you. How do you see is, is technology really a double edged sword when it when, when you're talking about litigation and, and showing these things to jurors? Uh,
1: a, a couple different aspects of it. The first is the dash cams, uh, and uh, you know when I first caught wind of those 10, 15 years ago, I thought, gee, you know, the last thing I need is another piece of evidence for a proctologist to come back, you know? Uh, But, you know, here's the deal, Bill, you know, I've come around to think, look, we get blamed for everything anyhow. We might as well have evidence to show the ones we weren't at fault. I haven't seen a study, but anecdotally, most companies, it's four out of five exonerate the company on that. Now, the other side of the data is, there used to be a client I had who said that, he was uh, uh, in a finance business, he just happened to have trucks that were the component of it. Well, now I think most of our companies are in the data business, and it's just a matter that the trucks are the uh, vehicle th- that they use uh, as part of their business. They have so much data that they are a- a- akin to drinking from a fire hose. Yes. And I think the key is identify what is the key data that is gonna be your key indicator Monitor it and then follow up and make sure that you apply it.
0: Excellent, excellent uh, information. Let, let's circle back to the uh, reptile theory. Um, I, I haven't seen this slow down at all, particularly in your uh, industry. I'm going to tell you a story. I went, one of my clients is a, is a very large uh, transportation uh, and trucking company here in Florida. And uh, about three months ago, back when we were you know, allowed to travel and meet face to face, I I had a meeting um, to prep witnesses. I was prepping four different witnesses over four days, and I, I walked into the lobby and guess what's plastered across the wall? Safety is our number one top priority. It, yeah. it, like you know, huge took up the whole yeah. wall. And then I walked into the office and I'm like, what in the world are you guys thinking? And like, what are you talking? And I showed them. I'm like, what what are you doing? And then I find out it's all over their website and it's all over their materials. What types of discussions have you had with your client? Because some of these websites make me cringe, Doug. To, and this stuff will come up at deposition. And savvy plaintiff attorneys, they will print screen, print screen, print screen off of that website. And then they get into your materials. What types of discussions have you been having with clients to say, stop? <laughs> You're one, of the,
1: one of the big things is, and and you know, we hear a lot about the reptile. The other thing is the rules of the road. Uh, concept that is out there as well. And a lot of it starts with company manuals, other materials, and we understand that you have the very well-intended goal of safety and the necessity of doing this. But at the same time, you've got to go back and think in terms of what is going to happen at the time of litigation and how that's going to play out. And you have set a rule of the road in terms of this is what is impermissible behavior. This is what is negligence by your own definition. Uh, You know, so I think that's a lot of it there. Then you go on and it's the same thing in the discussion. And I know internally, Bill, that a lot of companies, larger companies that have risk divisions, again, trying to weigh out that notion. And you talk about on the walls and on the websites, you know, there are 10 foot high billboards on the side of their trucks, you know, many times saying the same thing. So, you know, it it is it is a challenge and it is something there that you can hear about uh time and again, as you well know from your deposition work that you do.
0: Ab- absolutely. Doug, uh, last question, and then we can wrap up. Um, the impact of plaintiff attorney advertising mm-hmm. on <laughs> on your industry, because I was driving again, you know, back back when we were we were uh working and traveling. Um there's a very dangerous stretch, which I know you're familiar of, uh, between Indianapolis and Chicago, I-65. It's One of the yeah. busiest Absolutely. Trucking routes around. And my wife told me um, when we lived in Chicago, she's like, you're not making that drive anymore. You can, yeah. there's, there's a 40 minute flight from O'Hare to Indianapolis. Yeah. It's too dangerous. And I witnessed, actually witnessed, several trucking oh. accidents, trucks yeah. over. Very, very dangerous. The billboards on that stretch, 80% of them are plaintiff attorneys, and the other yeah. 20% are, are hospitals or, you know, Jesus loves you. Sure. How, do you <laughs> how do you combat that? Because whether it's on TV or on these billboards, and many of these, many of these, Doug, are not just like, hey, I'm plaintiff attorney, call me. It's if you've had an incident with yeah. a truck, call yeah. me. What has the industry been doing to combat that? Because I think I see those ads multiplying. Yeah. yeah. And you're exactly right, Bill, because what we
1: run into in trucking is the mantra of hit a truck, get a check. Yeah. And they look at our trucks as being 18 wheel ATM machines. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, you see that. Now, one of the interesting things is uh, I, what I encounter uh, in uh, more rural areas in particular is where those attorneys with those billboards come into court the jurors have a perception of who they are and how they practice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, well, gee, that guy, you know, what has kind of gotten me is the similarity between some of these ads that these attorneys are doing and the, what casinos are doing. And I think we live in a society in which money is become devalued or there's not a source of money. It's just uh, it just, it just comes. It just happens. We can just get it. And I think that's some of the, some of the interplay that we have on that. But, you know, one of the things that goes back to the nuclear verdict, it goes back to these guys, it, it's the fundamentals. Yep. You know, and I think, as you've said in some of your other podcasts, get, respond, know what you have to do, uh, anticipate it's going to come, and be sure you react right away and, and get on it and do what you need to do on that. And I think that's one of the principles you've been preaching on that.
0: It's so important because I, I we, we, uh, a paragraph in my nuclear verdict uh, paper uh, talked about Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. And Mike Tyson, you know, won <laughs> 90% of his fights in the first round because he came out swinging. And if you're in a 12-round fight and you start throwing punches in round nine, you're not going to win the fight. So yeah. I think it's really important that um, we, we, we be aggressive as a defense bar, be aggressive early. and. And, and not be reactive, but be proactive.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I thought you were going to say the uh, the great philosophy of uh, of Mike Tyson: everybody's got a plan so they get hit.
0: They so get punched in the face. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, Doug, thank you so much for being on the Litigation Psychology Podcast. Please keep in touch and let us know if you need anything. We Absolutely, this is virtually. So let me know. Perfect. Thank you so much, Bill. Take My pleasure. Time.